0: More education talk with Shiba Siddiqui and myself as we get to what Friday meant, how it felt, how it looked, and whether or not minds were changed about the importance of this particular political protest, as it looks like it's not going to end, well, either quietly or swiftly either. Uh, That's from Monday's Toronto Today on 640 Toronto. Uh, The message from QP Ontario yesterday Protests continue Monday. They do. Don't think it'll be quite like uh, Friday was at Queen's Park, but you never know. Bill 28 undermines. This is from their tweet. Bill 28 undermines our most foundational rights and freedoms, um, which I guess is the right to withdraw labor services. I guess that's the most foundational right and freedom. If you know, if you can tell me what right and freedom QP's losing or has lost besides the right to strike, I'd. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. None of their the, the, none of their health insurance has been affected. None of their benefits, none of their pay. And I'm not going to, again, play the game. Of course, some of these workers need a raise. Of course, that's true. But is I don't know the, if we're going to play the foundational rights and freedoms game, I don't know that you want to wind the clock back if you're a, uh, you know, a QP bigwig in the last two, two and a half years. And you want to talk about the rights and freedoms, freedoms. That they didn't stand up for. That they just whistled past the graveyard on. That they just decided, oh, we don't, we don't want anything to do with this. Hey, you know what? Um, We're going to try and take away your right to strike. Well, that's the most foundational right and freedom that exists. Is it? Or do you want us to think that it is? And I'm going to tell you, like, just driving past schools. This is me. Driving past schools gives me stress. Very little does. So I'm not, it's not that I don't stand with QPY. And it's not that I stand with Doug Ford and Stephen Lecce. I stand with a four-letter word, K-I-D-S. That's it. That's it. They've been forgotten and dismissed, and they're getting used as pawns, and that's not a both-sides issue here. That's not a both-sides issue. So uh, that's where it's at. That's where it's at. And the idea that this will keep going and going interminably – Should cause a lot of stress for parents. No question about it. Let's check in with Sheba Siddiqui, who was at the protest on Friday, covering it for us on our show, uh, stuck around for uh, a while afterwards. Tell us what Friday was like for you. Did you leave feeling any different as a parent or an Ontario citizen than you did when you showed up Friday morning?
1: I actually did, and I wasn't expecting that. So Mm -hmm. when I first got there, they were still setting up. It was really dark. And then, you know, every half hour, there'd be more and more people. There were trucks. There was police everywhere, police presence. And then I started actually going into the crowd and talking to these people, talking to education workers, custodians, ECEs, and really hearing their stories. And I, for one note, now, more than ever, I could never do their job. I can't change a grade four student's diaper on a daily basis. Uh, I can't clean up all of the things they have to clean up. I can't deal with the the hitting, the biting, the punching that they get on a daily basis. Uh, I know that. I know I, I can't do their job. Uh, there were, there was so much frustration in the crowd. That was just the underlying theme. They are so frustrated. They're so angry. Uh, they feel like they've been forgotten. Uh, and it's interesting that you say that, you know, you, you get a lot of, um, uh, I guess, um, uh, people and negative messages towards you when you talk about QP workers and you know and you're right they do get you know there are benefits and there are so many perks to that role when you talk about a custodian in another role in another job uh, being with a public education board is it, it is pretty sweet you do have a lot of benefits there uh, but just hearing their stories it, it was very emotional for them they really do want change and they're very frustrated
0: but when they describe all that, do you do, do you do you say do you say in your own mind? So wait a minute, another two dollars and fifty cents an hour, or three dollars an hour, changes how they feel to their core about the job.
1: I think that they feel that they would be more valued. I do feel that they feel they're underpaid, and they would be more. And you know, you say two dollars fifty cents an hour. What is that? Really, when you think about what, it doesn't seem like a lot, but it adds up. And for them, I think just feeling that value, feeling that somebody cares about them. Uh, and this was just a theme, like different groups mm-hmm. of people all across the lawn, all across Queen's Park around uh, some more vocal than others. Uh, they were just, yes, I do think it would make a difference to them. Give them something that they feel is fair what that is that's the that's the key to the question now i am tired just like you i'm tired of kids in this province being held hostage uh on on in both ways from both groups like all, all, my kids are home today and it's mm-hmm. awful i hate it and i swore to myself this summer we'd never have online learning again we'd never have online learning that they would get it together they understand what they put these kids through they know how far behind academically these kids are but no they don't care
0: I, well, and that's that's what I'm saying. So they are explaining to, to, you, to you about their job and their job isn't an easy job. But you know what? You know who we can't have walk off the job? PSW is in long term care. Well, you know who we can't have walk off the job because it's illegal for them to do that. It's illegal for nurses to strike. It's illegal for the police uh, to strike. Why though, Greg? Because they're deemed they're essential, essential workers. workers.
1: exactly. But they're there's essential. a lot
0: of people that work in education that don't want themselves deemed as essential workers because that will affect their right to collectively yes. bargain yes. in the long this term. Is,
1: I, I hear you. I hear where you're coming from. It's a tricky situation and they need to come to some kind of resolution. And I don't think they will. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. These kids are in it for the long haul.
0: I wish the government hadn't done what they what they did. No doubt they raised the temperature. No doubt they raised the anger. The best thing they could have done was... Let 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 QP go out and let's see what the public appetite is. And the government says, hey, we're trying to bring him back to the table. But don't don't bring that hammer of Thor down, which is the notwithstanding clause. Don't do that. And I think you you wouldn't feel a lot of tolerance from adults protecting their rights and thinking nothing of trampling all over kids again. The the adults are protecting their rights. Everybody you saw and everybody that got in front of a megaphone or a microphone for QP talked about their rights. how their rights and freedoms were being affected. And they think nothing. They're thinking nothing of an eleven-year-old who's sitting home at school today, or a six-year-old who's already missed two two years of you know, school. I, I don't see it, Chiba.
1: No, I think they're in a tight spot because a lot of these people were telling me the EAs, especially the ECES as well. They were telling me the the relationships they have with these kids, right? The bonds that they have formed. They some of them have been together for years. Especially if you're on the on the spectrum, you often stay with that child uh, right. through the next year. So they have developed these relationships, these friendships. They understand these children in a way that sometimes they're, even their parents don't. So I do see that they have a connection, the way they spoke so fondly about these students that they have. Uh, but they're also, they are also need to watch it for themselves. We all do, right? So I get it. I get where they're coming from. But both sides need to come together and figure this out already.
0: But you don't have a lot of faith that they will, and I don't either no, right No, they won't. They I think this, they won't. this is a lost week, and maybe this ends up being yes. a lost month. Maybe it does. Maybe it takes a, a month of missing pay, and maybe it takes a month of pressure on the provincial government. But I don't... <laughs> Here's the other thing. We, we're we talking about rent in Toronto. We're talking about what people make in Toronto. And I'm lost. I must have missed it when suddenly there was an inherent right to live in downtown Toronto. Those are choices. I couldn't live in downtown Toronto when I moved here from Michigan. I wouldn't lose, I wouldn't move now to downtown Toronto because I'd be worried about what I can afford and can't afford with my family for the next 10 years. We've lost the plot. Thinking- sure, but if
1: you were single by yourself and you don't have to pay for a car, you don't have to pay for a car lease, you don't have to pay for gas, Right? you have to think about that as well. If you live downtown, let's say you work downtown, you're not paying for any of that transit. You can walk everywhere. So it is a give and take. Yeah, it is more expensive mm-hmm. in a certain way, but you do save money in other ways.